0: Good morning. Welcome to my first podcast episode. I still don't have a name for it that will come later, hopefully. This is a new challenge to me, so uh, I know I have much to learn and I'm open to criticism, so I can do better next time. Today topic, I will speak about my journey across text editors. So this journey starts um, maybe twelve years ago when I was on Windows uh, at the university. Uh, I was starting to write Python by myself before using Linux. The only choice I had at this time was Notepad, which comes with uh, Windows. It was a pretty bad editor. You have no syntax highlighting. No column display, no line number display. Uh, nothing. It's bad. Don't use it. I found something named Site with a s and C capital. It was a lot better for me. Uh, I could have um, bindings and buttons to to run definite commands like the Python interpreter. Uh, I remember I was writing image manipulation, like uh, inverting uh, a picture or filters. Well, not interesting, but I started with this. Then once I started using Linux, BSD and um, Solaris too, I found myself with VI and Vim. I was totally lost at first, so I, I, I found some documentation t- to use it. How to insert text, how to exit, how to save, how to move a line. I think most people start from there. I did start from there too. I'm no exception. Then uh, after my some Python experiment, at university I start learning Java and C and, and writing projects. Then uh, I was using NetBeans. Now, I wouldn't choose this, but at the time, it was a really good idea for me. My computer was running Solaris or OpenSolaris. I don't really remember. Java was not easy to use in command line. I wasn't confident a lot in command line. So I was using NetBeans. It was creating the whole project. I had button to start my apps. I could design a window layout too. It was really perfect to have a good mark at exams. Perfect for that. When I had to deal with uh, text files, because uh, yeah, you know, you need text files sometimes. I was using Gedit, the GNOME text editor, and for LaTeX files. Because I was u- using LaTeX, I was using something named Kile. Uh, I think it was a, a graphical editor to help writing LaTeX. Then, after university, I worked as a system administrator because it's what I, I wanted to do in my life. For now, uh, at start. I've been using Vim on the remote servers and my own computer I've been learning a bit more in Vim. sometimes you need like to add uh, some text at the same place in multiple. It's often named rectangular insert that's not the thing you learn at first. Then, after a few months, I've been thinking I don't know Emacs. all I've read is. Either it's a super awesome program or you need to be an octopus to use it. So I decided to make my own opinion about it. I installed it, removed Vim. I also made um, alias in my shell. So when I was using VI or Vim, it would call Emacs instead. So I couldn't escape it. I made a small sheet of paper on the wall next to my desk. And each time I was learning a new command, very important, like how to save, how to quit, uh how to make a copy paste. I was writing down on the sheet sheet. After a week, I was able to use Emacs. So, perfect. Now, I can say Emacs is a Perfect text editor. But it's not only a text editor, it has also lot of programs you can run within Emacs, the editors being one of them. For a few years I've been using Emacs for literally everything. IRC, sending emails, receiving emails, making diagrams, organizing myself. Even it has been my window manager, too. But then I thought it was too much. And I needed to take uh, things back to normal, like one tool for one job. Of course, Emacs can do that. Emacs is like a, a Java runtime. You have lots lot of programs and Emacs runs them. But Emacs runs all of them within the same Emacs If you use multiple Emacs instances, it's not really made for this at all. Like for security concerns, it's a bad idea to read your uh, world news in the same program that will connect to SSH to remote servers for editing text, uh, and so on. So I moved away from Emacs. Uh, I don't use it anymore now. But if you like the um, Emacs text editor itself, you can also find similar editors in Jed or Zile, which are lightweight text editor looking like Emacs. Now, I uh, use Kakoune. Uh, I moved recently from Vim to Kakoune because uh, I, I like change. Kakoune works like Vim because it has an insert and command mode but the whole spirit about Kakoune is using selection to run your commands. For example, in Vim, if you want to delete a word, you type D for delete, then you choose W for word. In Kakoune, you can select a word, or line, or what you want, and then you use D command to delete that selection. This is a bit mind-blowing at first because you are not used to that, but after some time it's so much more comfortable and logical that you first uh, select what you want to work on, then you do the command on that selection. If you want to, to learn more about Kacoon you should visit uh, the website which explain uh, everything Kaccoon is. Question from the community. So Paul Gatling asks me what do you think the role of computing should be playing in society? I think we do too much things with our computers. Like in Harry Potter, they do too much with magic. Uh, I have an example in my head where some character use magic to set up a table and then someone say Uh, Maybe it's easier if you just take the fork and put it on the table. So, we don't need computers, absolutely, for everything. Sometimes you can just take a a notepad and a pen. It will be so much more comfortable, easier, ecological too. One major problem, in my opinion, for now, is that People should be taught how a computer works. So you remove that magic factor. And maybe some basic programming skills wouldn't harm too. I've met too many people who have no clue about their computer, which they use daily at work and then at home. They rely on the IT team which uh, do black magic to fix the stuff. So some education is needed here. I don't know if younger generation more comfortable with computers, maybe not, because there will be more about smartphones and tablets where you can do nothing except consuming. Um, A computer shouldn't be about consuming, it's a tool. You use tool for goals. Finally, I really think free software are fundamental to stay free because um, if you have something that works, that you like, then nobody should tell you that you can, you have to replace your computer. Uh, I know people that use the same computer since uh, 15 years, um there is no reason to change this with open source. You can uh, continue to make your own stuff to work on an up to date system so for example, if someone on an old Apple power p c computer, you can still do recording your voice, sending mails. Watching video, listening to music, um, everything uh, using modern hardware for, uh, in USB, for example. So this is important to stay uh, free on your computer. There is a question from Setchu: How did you become an OpenBSD developer, and what drew you to it? Here is a short story. On my computer at work, I moved from FreeBSD to OpenBSD a few years ago, maybe more than a few years now, but I enjoy it a lot, it was very nice, just install it, it works, then I start sending diffs to the mailing list, so a diff is you take the original source, you make a change, then you create a difference file between the original and your version of the file then you send that diff to the mailing list willing people will download it and apply that diff to their uh, local source and then they can use the change so when it comes to a new program for example you you send everything from scratch because uh, the original file is uh, dev null I've sent a few few new software in the post uh, at first and start regularly sending diff. Then I've been really lucky because uh, a hackathon happens next to my uh, place where I lived, so I've been able to attend it after a few days. I've been asked if I wanted to join um I said yes, I really enjoy being. The team because uh, it's lot of very interesting and cool people. For the project-wise, the contribution process is very easy. Uh, you just send it for uh, a mailing lists. You can do easier than that. Um Voilà. I know I'm not very active. I have only a few commits by month, mostly on video games, so it's not. Uh, I would say very important work, because if games don't work, that won't uh, delay a release, for example. But uh, I'm also happy I've put in place the stable package infrastructure to provide up-to-date binary package for updates between releases. This was a criticism. I've read too much on IRC, and people were complaining a lot that OpenBSD was advertising itself as secure, but you had no package updates at all. Only the the regular updates every six months. It's been like one year now that uh, stable packages are available and I'm very happy to see it works flawlessly. It gets delivered in time, every time. So I'm happy to have uh, bring something to the project and that it benefits everyone. This concludes the first episode, so thank you for listening to me and I hope to see you next time!